In the fall of 1925, a series of six signs advertising a new brushless shaving cream appears for the first time along Highway 65 from Minneapolis to Albert Lee and on Highway 61 to Red Wing. The signs for Burma Shave are clever. They use rhyming jingles to sell a product and become a 40-year national advertising phenomenon. Within this veil of toil and sin, your head grows bald, but not your chin. You need Burma Shave. The story of Burma Shave on this edition of Historical Markers Radio. This report is based on the Minopedia article, Burma Shave by Mary Lane from the Minnesota Historical Society at www.mnopedia.com. Audio excerpts are thanks to the Signs and Rhymes of Burma Shave by Sentimental Productions and a conversation with Clinton B. O'Dell on the Route 66 podcast. In the early 1900s, a Minneapolis attorney by the name of Robert O'Dell is in desperate need for a second stream of income. So he decides to make an aromatic liniment, which he names Burma Vita. Burma, for the source of the liniment's ingredients, and Vita, which in Latin means life. Odell markets the product as a remedy for a variety of ailments, aches and pains, burns, wounds and sores, skin irritations, and rashes included. By 1925, the Burma Vita Company is failing, and Robert's son, Clinton, is forced to get creative. He has the idea to create a brushless shaving product for men from the liniment. My grandfather was the one that originated it. It's the same name as myself, but with a different middle initial. Clinton believes the product would eliminate the need for a shaving brush which often became moldy and smelly when stored in a shaving kit. After months of experimentation, Burma Shave is born. So this then eliminated the brush and lather approach, and we came out with a brushless shaving cream. In 1926, a newspaper ad encourages enlightened young men to use Burma Shave to shorten the time spent on shaving. A half-pound jar costs 50 cents, a big tube is 35 cents. But sales of the new product are slow. And so my dad, after graduation from college, my grandfather put him out on the road. And um, he then, uh, while in Illinois, uh, saw a series of signs uh, in his, uh, which were advertising a, uh, well, an automobile repair shop it also sold products such as oil and, and uh, lubrication services and what have you. And these signs were not rhyming, but they were a series of signs uh, indicating that this particular shop was, was coming up shortly in the road that people could read when they were driving. And it gave my dad the idea of a set of rhyming signs. And that's how he initially came up with, with the set of signs that he suggested to my grandfather that they start using. And my grandfather uh, had to be talked into that and finally gave my dad uh, $200, which was a fair amount of money, to uh, buy a bunch of used boards. And he and my, uh, my uncle, and his name was Leonard, which was, who was the younger bro- of the two brothers, 
um, actually produced the first boards, first signs that went up on the road, uh, the highway to Albert Lee, Minnesota. And uh, once they did this, they, they started receiving, uh, the, the uh, druggists started re- asking or receiving orders for the product. And so they started selling it and decided, well, this might work. By 1927, business increases to 68,000 in one year. By the 1930s, Burmashave is the second highest selling brushless shaving cream in the U.S. It's in 17% of medicine cabinets. Soon, shorter rhyming jingles appear on the signs that motorists can more easily read as they pass by. Before I tried it, the kisses I missed. But afterward, boy, the misses I kissed. Burma shape. Many of the jingles are early public service announcements. Eventually, the signs are installed in 45 states and over 6,000 sets are installed in a span of 33 years. Prickly pears are picked for pickles. No peach picks, a face that prickles, Burma shape. Initially, the Burma Vita Company is located on Hennepin Avenue in Minneapolis. In 1926, the company leases a building on Lake Street in Minneapolis with 17,000 square feet and four stories. The building accommodates modern machinery needed to mix the shaving cream and fill and label the jars and tubes. Projected production is two tons per day. In 1940, the company moves again to West Chestnut Avenue in Minneapolis. It never employs more than 35 employees who work in either sign or shaving cream production. Every shaver now can snore six more minutes than before by using Shave. In the early years, Allen and Clinton O'Dell write most of the product jingles. But by 1930, they realized their jingle-writing creativity is limited. They just then started having jingle contests, and the jingle contests then were uh, really evolved into two, two contests a year where they gave money for jingles. They picked, uh, they picked the ten, 10 jingles in each contest, and those are the ones that went on the road then for the following year. Shaving brushes, you'll soon see them on the shelf in some museum. Burma shave. Contest rules require that the jingle words fit on a series of six signs, and the last sign has to read Burma shave. I proposed to Ida. Ida refused. Ida won my Ida if Ida used Burma shave. The top or bottom flap of a Burma shave carton has to be included with the submission. More than 50,000 entries are received in some years. America is called to arms. In New York, the first volunteers are cheered down Fifth Avenue. During World War II, gasoline and tire shortages limit sign maintenance, and sales drop since there are fewer vehicles on roadways. In this century, America has become a nation on wheels. 
With the beginning of the interstate highway system in the 1950s, the signs lose their advertising effectiveness since they have to be installed farther from roads. At the same time, driving speeds are increased, making the famous signs more difficult to read. But when we depend on wheels, we depend also on highways and roads and streets for the wheels to roll on. The new laws regulating highway billboards and the changing times led to the eventual demise of the signs altogether and declining Burma cream sales. In 1963, the Burma Vita Company is sold to Philip Morris, which begins removing the signs. In 1966, the manufacturing operations move to New Jersey. Production discontinues soon after. This is from the Osgood file, uh, and this was actually by Charles Osgood on CBS Radio Network. There once was a fellow named Alan O'Dell who wrote little verses and did so, so quite so well. well. He, he was, was a, a particular, particular hero, hero of mine. It was he who invented the Burma Shave sign. Some 7,000 rhyming signs were out there with their funny lines in 45 of the 48 states of these United States. Within this veil of toil and sin, your head grows bald, but not your chin. Burma Shave. Then came the modern interstate with billboard laws and speeds too great, and there was nothing that could save those great old lads from Burma Shave. Last week to Al O'Dell, we're told, death came at 90 years old. We say goodbye, though we don't want to, to a giant of Americana. Burma Shave. For Historical Markers Radio, I'm Jennifer Johnson. This report is based on the Minopedia article, Burma Shave, by Mary Lane from the Minnesota Historical Society at www.mnopedia.com. Audio excerpts are thanks to the Signs and Rhymes of Burma Shave by Sentimental Productions and a conversation with Clinton B. O'Dell on the Route 66 podcast.